Hello, everyone. Welcome to Subject to Power. I'm El Kamihira. I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who's listened to Subject to Power, shared it with friends, posted about us on social media since we released the first episode in October of last year. It has been incredibly gratifying to know that our carefully crafted episodes are actually connecting with people all over. And in this season, Ender, there won't be any guests, just me talking. And I'd like to share a bit of what inspired me to start Subject to Power. As a girl child who came of age in the 1970s and 80s in Norway and Sweden, I watched my mother go from an obedient housewife with four children before she turned 30 to a rebellious academic who cast off her parents' religious tyranny, Lutheranism, the strict kind, as well as a marriage that trapped her in a lifetime of subservience. I lost my mother which was painful in a whole lot of ways as a traditional mom, but I gained a powerful model of liberation that also showed me the great cost of getting free. I also learned that just because you liberate yourself from your own personal shackles does not break the structural bars that hold women captive. Uh, While my mother turned into an 80s liberated career woman, she banged her head bloody on invisible walls, and what had begun as a fiery rebellion fizzled into a smaller and smaller expectation of what life might be for her. Watching her life unfold was to watch the glorious courage and consciousness-raising of second-wave feminism be put through the commodification machine that was the so-called prosperity of the 1980s and 90s, and eventually came out completely repackaged as a self-improvement movement. Having it all became... We've come a long way, baby, became girl power, became sex work is work, became fuck me feminism. I miss my mother. She, she, she died in 2021 after 10 years of Alzheimer's, but I also miss her rebellious spirit before she traded it in for her business suit and membership in a patriarchal capitalism that then promptly discarded her at 55 when she was no longer an object of sexual desire by her male peers in finance industry, which she worked. I have my own tangled web of liberation stops and starts, which I'll uh, share in future episodes. But I started Subject to Power because I had the feeling that there are many more of me out there who might feel like we've been sold on an idea of liberation, on the idea that women have made great gains, that women have greater protections, that women have all these new rights, that we've achieved some measure of actual equality between men and women across the world. But we're now having the creeping realization 
that the progress we have made is overstated, oversold, that whatever gains we've made might be very fragile and possibly fleeting. The evidence is all around us. Family planning is being criminalized. Rape and domestic violence is being decriminalized. Women and girls are being barred from education. Women are being traded for sex and reproduction across the globe. Femicide is an epidemic. All while our major institutions, at least in the West, really everywhere, media, academia, law, politics, medicine, are busy erasing sex as a material concept. Even if individual women are able to thrive or certain communities of women can prosper, womankind overall, by the familiar markers of violence against women, rape, discrimination, lack of political representation, poverty, extreme course of control of every kind, are not doing well. My goal was to talk to the people who might be disillusioned, but that are working away on their own corner of liberation from being subject to power, subjected to power. And I've been so lucky to interview so many people I admire who are spending their lives thinking through and finding solutions to what I think of as the world's most wicked problem, freeing one half of humanity from the crushing tyranny of the other half. And, you know, not to be overly dramatic, but it's arguably a keystone liberation struggle that might just determine whether we, all humans, have a future or not. I know that my particular story is one taking place in the West, Europe and U.S., and there are many regions of the world where the liberation struggle for women look very, very different. And my goal with the next season and future seasons is to bring you voices from cultures everywhere, to share deep and challenging conversation about subjugation and domination and how we free ourselves and future generations. One of the most beautiful things about podcast is that it's truly a global medium. We, our show, have listeners in Nepal, Finland, Peru, Iran, South Africa, many, many more places. And I want to bring interviews from all these parts of the world, uh, share new ways of thinking, different perspectives, fresh ideas to bear on this wicked problem. And just to geek out here for a moment, the term wicked problem was coined by design theorist Horace Riddle and Melvin Weber in the 1970s to describe problems that are extremely complex, that lack clarity, that are not easily definable. They made a list of 10 characteristics of what makes a wicked problem. And I won't go through the whole list, but some are. They do not have a definitive formulation. They do not end. There are unlimited number of solutions and approaches to a wicked problem. Wicked problems are always the symptom of other problems. Climate change, education policy, public health are examples of wicked problems. Geek out complete. The themes 
I've pursued these last 20 episodes have been super varied from sexual exploitation industries, feminism as a subject, the status of women around the world, the patriarchy, national security, war and military, liberation movements, matriarchal studies, history, mythology, and so much more. I will keep the questions of female subjugation and male domination my North Star as I continue to draw a map of interviews, words, ideas, thoughts, stories, and questions that may help us understand how the two faces of humanity, men and women, ended up in such a disastrous relationship to each other and the world. We blew past 10K downloads earlier this year, and the podcast is doubling in listeners every two weeks. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who's listening and subscribing and engaging in our conversations. If you have a moment, please share episodes with friends or post on social media or the most amazing thing you can do to support Subject Power is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast and write a great review. That's the most foolproof way for brand new listeners to find us. So with season one concluded, we're going to take a small break the rest of July and August, and we'll start up season two on August 30th. With season two, we'll continue to deliver new thought-provoking episodes every other week with amazing new interviews. Have a happy summer. Thank you for listening to Subject to Power. You can find the show online at subjecttopower.com or subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcasts. I'd love to know your thoughts on these conversations, so please drop a note on the website or find us on social media. The best way to support the show is to rate and review Subject to Power on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other listeners find us. Subject to Power is written, hosted, and produced by me, El Kamihira. Audio engineering is done by Jason Sheasley at Abridged Audio. Cover art by B. Johnson. And music by Beware of Darkness. <laughs>